This is Samia Bano with Make Change Fun and Easy, podcast to help you create massive positive change in your life and the world. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasrikal, aloha, hola, ciao, and bonjour. It's so good to have you back with us and to welcome back Neil Rosen, life coach, school counselor, and psychologist. Uh, welcome back, Neil. I'm so happy you're back. I'm happy to be back. I had a lot of fun last time. Yes. We talked about increasing self-confidence in kids and we uh, talked a little bit about how, um, you know, you can use lessons from swimming uh, and apply them to your life because among other things, you're an awesome, awesome swimming coach. And I just had a lot of fun with all of that. And I'm so glad you're back. And I believe today we're going to dig deeper and talk about self-esteem and friendship. Yes, I think these are two important uh, concepts that sometimes are not addressed in schools Mm. and not addressed in our society. And I think people need to have good self-esteem in order to have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And so so how do you actually define self-esteem? What is self-esteem? Well, Maslow, good old Maslow had his hierarchy of self-esteem. And, you know, on the bottom, on the bottom of that triangle, you know, the the base, the foundation was the necessities to survive. So it was food, water, shelter, you know, and then you go up on his thing and at the peak, it's that you've reached kind of like self-actualization, which only a small percentage of people actually get to that stage. So I was, I would say some of our philosophers are there. Uh, Gandhi, I think would be there. Maybe Martin Luther King would be in that category. I think some of our leaders, maybe like uh, Buffett, I think's there. I think Jack Canfield, who I want to talk about again, um, he talked, I was listening to him on, I think it was a YouTube, he talked about things to build up your self-esteem, and I wanted to share some of those points with our, our listeners today. So one of the things that he talked about is the ability to take a risk. If you don't take a risk, you're not going to grow as a, as a person. And there's so many people, including myself, at times in my life where I was just stuck. You know, for some reason, it was ingrained in my head that I was not a good writer. And I was dependent on my mom to help write my essays in high school. And in, in college, I started to break away, separate from my mom. But I had such a hard time that it would take me hours just to get something down on paper. And I finally told myself, you know, I'm, I'm driving myself crazy. This is, this is nuts. I just got to start writing whatever comes down. I'm going to write it. And then I'll worry about editing and correcting and all that stuff, but I got to get something down on the paper. 
because you know just staring at my paper and looking at all my notes and stuff you know isn't going to help me get a grade <laughs> so i think the ability to take a risk and a lot of people are afraid to do that even even with like dating or being in a bad relationship you know um i think here's a good example the dodger pitcher um i don't know how to pronounce his name it's the bauer I think it's Bauer. He's the one who has, uh, you know, it still hasn't been determined if he's legally liable or, you know, if there's going to be civil or charges um, on him. You know, there's some groupie um, that he met, um, you know, at the game and she went out with other players and, you know, it was found out that she, she's from San Diego so she went out with two or three different San Diego pottery players and somehow she connected with Bauer who's a pitcher on the Dodgers this year and he's like supposed to be like one of the best pitchers in the, in the major league of baseball right now and, and the Dodger organization um, they're paying a salary but he's not playing you know because there's there's a suggestion you know there, there's these possible charges that he physically assaulted a woman, you know, while they had intercourse, you know, but his side of the story is that she wanted physical sex. And I'm thinking about this lady's self-esteem, you know, she had two encounters with this guy after the first one where she got choked, she, she wanted, you know, him to be physical. So he, you know, kind of like choked her with her hair, I think, and she passed out. And uh, he hit her and there were some bruises and stuff. You know, a person with good self-esteem would say to themselves, you know, I'm, I'm a valued person. You know, I'm a good person. I'm lovable and stuff. You know, why am I allowing someone to do this to me? And she went back to this guy a second time and it happened again. And the second time he was even more physical. I mean, like he punched her, you know, in her face and she had a bruise mark. And he punched her in her genitalia area, you know, and she had bruises there. You know, a person with good self-esteem and someone who who loves himself wouldn't allow something like that happen, you know. And uh, the news reports, uh, you know, um, I guess they're accurate. They're saying that she came from an alcoholic family, so she came from a dysfunctional family. So, you know, she probably grew up with low self-esteem. And, you know, it's just a sad situation. Yes. Um, that, that is... So, right, what, what are some other things that impact people's self-esteem that might lower someone's self-esteem? I think just, you know, being in a dysfunctional family, you know, where you're told that you're stupid, you're no good, um, you know, that you don't have a voice in the family, you know, shut up, you know, you know, listen, do what I say, not what I do type of thing. Um, I think that really traumatizes kids right. and, and it's ingrained in them. You know, if you were brought up that you're stupid, you're dumb, that you're not worthy, you start to believe it. Yeah. And 
And I think from, from your training and working with uh, women that have been sexually assaulted, and you see this all the time with these women, maybe, maybe you want to share some of your insights, you know, working with these women that have gone through, you know, trauma. Well, yeah, you know, when, when someone gets caught up, especially in an abusive relationship, there are like a lot of different um, reasons uh, for why that might happen. And oftentimes, one of the things that I learned is that, you know, this can happen to anyone. It's not uh, like oftentimes we hold a stereotype that, oh, you know, these people who are stuck in abusive relationships is there's something wrong with them in the sense of, you know, like you were saying, many of them, it's true. They, they have histories of, um, you know, experiencing different kinds of dysfunctional relationships or prior abuse and things like that. But it doesn't, that's not always true. Um, there are a lot of um, people who get caught up in abusive relationships because the it, it's part of the nature of, of the relationship and the dynamic. Uh, like in most, in a lot of cases, like when, when um, uh, like people just don't recognize the, the sort of, like you get into a relationship and you have good intentions uh, for yourself and and you want to have a happy relationship you want to be happy um, and that's the hope with which you're getting into the relationship uh, but you may not recognize unhealthy behaviors uh, or patterns of behavior in the other person and by the time you recognize what a problem they are you're in so deep and it becomes really difficult to get out at that point. You've been sort of, there's this notion of gaslighting that we um, uh, talk about, uh, you know, which is a very common part of many, many people's experience who are stuck in abusive relationships where, you know, you start out um, in a relationship and everything for the most part feels like it's going really good and great and you're happy well, that's, excited well, that's called like the honeymoon period if yes. i remember correctly on the cycle of violence yes you, you absolutely i'm impressed you know about the cycle of violence uh you know and oftentimes you know when you're first starting in a relationship you you don't know then it's a cycle so in the beginning you know things are pretty much feeling good and you, you know you're you're very hopeful and optimistic about the possibility of that relationship but then as things go on you know there's more more and more tension that builds up in the relationship and there are little big incidents that might happen that you know you find yourself disturbed by that you find um, yourself stressed out by and unfortunately what happens is that if you don't recognize that those behaviors those incidents are actually abusive in nature then you can't take appropriate action to sort of help yourself in that situation 
um and a lot of times you know because of that uh you, you just kind of you're doing your best to try and resolve things and and keep the relationship going because you've already invested so much in the relationship um and that you know they like, part of the psychology also that keeps you that that hope that things will get better is part of what keeps people oftentimes um stuck uh in in the relationship uh for a lot longer than they would otherwise um and and then there are other dynamics that play also you know where you might in fact have um started out with good self esteem but over time slowly slowly that person sort of beats you down and makes you believe that you're not worthy or you know that you're stupid or you know things like that um yeah i think that happened to nicole brown with oj simpson yeah so this can happen to anyone you know no one's above being manipulated no one is so amazing and good that you know they can just always protect themselves from from the possibility of you know someone uh, like especially people who have malicious intent um you know they know what they're doing and and they go about it very deliberately in terms of again this idea of gaslighting that, that they they sort of raise the temperature so slowly in terms of all the misbehavior and problematic abusive behavior that you know you 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 don't realize what's happening until things get really bad i never heard that term before gaslighting i think that's a really good analogy to use um which brings me to the next thing on self esteem yeah. is that you know what we're talking about you know a violent relationship that they isolate you and try to control you and mm. and one of the things that Jack Hanfield talks about on self esteem is that it's really important to reach out to others mm. especially during this pandemic yeah. you know to contact your family friends a support group your best friend you know call your parents your siblings you know i was looking at facebook the other night and this one lady said that she feels lonely And I said reach out to somebody. I texted her back and I said reach out to a family member, a friend, anybody. You know, instead of being lonely and isolating yourself, you need to reach out. And you know, another thing that Jack talks about on self-esteem that I think is so true that I think sometimes that all of us neglect to do is especially in the helping field and the helping profession as you know uh school counselors school psych- you know school psychologists clinical psychologists social workers you know anyone in the helping field is to uh, to nurture yourself take time for yourself we're so busy and moms too moms are so busy worrying about their husbands their kids and stuff that they don't take time for themselves to re re generate you know re-energize themselves you know it's important to take time for yourself to go for a massage or or go for a walk or telling one to leave you alone so you could read your favorite book or watch your favorite TV show or listen to your favorite music i love both of those and i i think the only note i'll make in addition to what you said is that when it comes to um reaching out 
when you're feeling isolated or lonely um sometimes you know you, you may not reach the right person to help you the very first time you try uh this is unfortunately you know um like you may try to reach out to somebody and then they don't respond to you in the way that you need uh for whatever reason maybe because they're distracted or maybe they themselves are in a tough spot um or they just don't know how to help you in the situation that you're in and that can feel really discouraging and that can really uh be disheartening um so don't give up like if if the first person you reach out to doesn't work out try and try again and and sometimes you know it's there's there's also like safety concerns like especially since we before we were talking about people who are in abusive relationships um the the fact that the reason why they're isolated is not because they wanted to be isolated it's because their abuser has created circumstances very deliberately um and made it difficult and sometimes even dangerous for them to stay in touch and stay in contact and reach out to other people for help and support because that's part of how the abuser continues to uh, keep you under control. under their control right and so sometimes there are serious safety concerns um especially for people who are in abusive relationships in terms of reaching out for help and it's still it's still really important to do what you can in that context and reach out when you can in a safe way and um you know uh, i i i'll go ahead and include some links in the show notes uh for resources for uh you know if you are stuck in an abusive relationship and you need some help and support sometimes when you just reach out to friends and family they have good intentions but they they don't because they don't understand the nature of abuse they don't understand the risks uh, safety risks that you might be facing they can end up giving you bad advice that backfires and so it can really help to reach out to people who really understand about these things and um can provide you some support in in a professional capacity so i'll be sure to include some of those links oh that would be great oh no it's yeah i think it'd be yeah. great to share these resources with our yeah. listeners yeah and 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 even if there's no one else that you can immediately think about reaching out to for help like sometimes you know like practicing being your own best self a uh, best friend can be a great first step to take um and and i i think that also ties into the issue of self esteem um you know like being good company for yourself Uh, like when you have good self esteem you're able to be really good company for yourself uh, but if you have low self esteem then it's really hard to be with yourself um because yeah. you have low self esteem so how can do you have any ideas on how we can be better friends to ourselves well i think one of the one of the things jack talks about and i meant uh, on the last podcast is to look at your successes in life just little things that you're proud of for example um finishing high school or getting a GED you know uh certificate 
are getting a promotion at work or being in a relationship. Mm. You know, just acknowledging those small successes and stop comparing yourself to others. Oh my God, my, my mother-in-law was talking about when she lived in, in the East Coast that her neighbors, they were always trying to outdo each other. You know, if it was cars or if it was furniture or if it was adult toys, you know, like speedboats and motorcycles, that they were constantly trying to outdo their neighbors. And, and Jack says, just find happiness in yourself. Don't, don't compare yourself to others. What makes one person happy may not make another person happy. Right. And, and he also talked about keeping a victory log, which I thought is a really good idea, especially for kids. You know, everyday successes, you know, just log them in your little book, like a diary. You yeah. know, for example, like, you know, I got up on time. You know, I, I took my medication. Um, I met a new friend today. I made someone feel good. I helped someone, you know, I helped the old lady cross the street. I carried her, her groceries. Yeah. And these are all things that you could put on, you know, on a victory log. Mm-hmm. And another thing Jack talks about, especially with people with low self-esteem, and I, I think this would really help them, is he calls it a mirror exercise. And he does this uh, before he goes to bed each night. So he looks at the mirror and he states his name and he talks about things that he accomplished that day. You know, like what I said before, it could be simple things, you know, getting up on time. I made, you know, five calls to try to promote my business. Um, I planned a, a workshop for next week. Um, I'm doing a, a podcast with a colleague, you know, next month, you know, those type of things. And then he talks about managing temptations. Mm. So if you know things that are unhealthy that you continue to do, you need to distract your mind to do something that's healthier. So for example, oh, I have a sweet tooth. I think I got that from my dad and my brother has the same thing. So instead of having like two huge scoops of ice cream my wife bought these little ice cream cones from Trader Joe's, and I just have one of those instead of having two scoops of ice cream. Ah, mm-hmm. Okay, or, you know, instead of eating, you know, like a candy bar, I eat a uh, trail mix. Mm. So I try to find healthier substitutes. Yes, yes. I love dates. A lot of Americans are not familiar with dates, but if you are a Muslim, if you live anywhere in the Middle East, um, you probably love dates or at least know about dates. And there are hundreds of varieties of dates, but one of the the things about dates is that there are about seven, depending on the variety, they have a very high natural sugar content. Uh, Some dates have as much as 80% sugar content. It's all natural, of course, but it's like nature's candy. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so it's like an extremely satisfying satisfying sweet like when you have get that sweet craving um uh, it's a very very healthy sweet to treat yourself with and i love to eat, you know eat it with almonds and walnuts you just stuff a few um and there's like other nuts you could use but almonds and walnuts are my favorite stuff of you in the date and yum 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 <laughs> so another thing that jack talks about is with the mirror exercise in the morning he visualizes you know he closes his eyes he does meditation every morning uh-huh. for like five to 20 minutes and he visualizes things that he wants to accomplish that day Mm-hmm. and he gives himself positive affirmation so he's retraining his brain especially for people who have a lot of negative self-talk this is a great exercise yeah. you know saying that you know i am a worthy person i am lovable yeah. um, you know i have friends i am capable of, of doing whatever so yeah. instead of instead of ingraining your brain with all this negative self-talk you gotta you gotta switch it Right. And you got to start talking about positive self-talk to yourself. You got to reprogram your your brain. You know, yeah. our brain capacity, I <clears throat> you know, scientists have been talking about this I think for the last maybe 50 or 60 years that we only use 3% of our capacity. Can you imagine that? I think that's that's for like at a conscious level what we are able to process and so forth of course subconsciously well that's what i'm saying these positive yeah right these positive affirmations could be subconscious to get the subconscious part of your brain you know those negative thoughts that have been ingrained in your brain for years you can you can change them Mm -hmm. and then uh, another thing he talks about is is just helping others you know i have a friend that i grew up with i think i've known her since i was maybe 12 or 13 years old and every Saturday, I see on Facebook, her and her husband are working at one of these uh, food donation places. So they live in Santa Clarita. So there must be some type of food center and they're, they're you know, they're packing food and passing out food to, to people who, who need food. Yeah. And, yeah, I love and that it. makes I love you feel it. good. Yeah. You know, that makes you feel good helping somebody else. Yeah. I know for myself that I, I, I'm a people person, and if I could do anything to help someone else, that makes me feel better. For sure, it's also a great way to make friends. I mean, depending on the kind of volunteering you do, I know it's one of my favorite things to do in life too. Is like volunteer in all kinds of different uh, capacities, and one of the reasons why I love it so much, other than the awesome self-esteem boost I get uh, is that I get to meet amazing amazing people who are also volunteering uh, at the same place same time and um, you get to make really good friends well plus it's a win-win situation you're helping someone else out plus it's making you feel good so why not do it that's right that's right I am definitely big on on the value of volunteering um, in, in terms of just being able to give some of your time and energy and effort um, as a way to help. 
So another, another thing that Jack talks about is to evaluate your friends, people you think are your friends. You know, I mentioned this earlier during this pandemic, you know, those people who have reached out to you, those are your true friends. Yes. You know, the, the people that haven't talked to you in the last 18 months or 16 months, they're not your friends. It's as simple as that. Mm. And he talks about, it's important to find people that lift you up. And I have a couple of those people. My cousin, who's six months younger than I am, and his name is Neil too, uh-huh. he, li- he lifts me up. And I, and I think our mothers did that. Our mothers talked every single day. My mom would talk to my cousin's Neil's mom, my aunt, every single day because I think they lifted each other up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I think the kind of friendship you're talking about is like this, this kind of close, supportive um you know a foundation like a foundation that we have that provides us the, with the support that we need and you don't need hundreds of friends like that in fact it's impossible uh, to have hundreds of friends like that we don't have enough time and energy to 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 give to so many people so you only need a handful of these like real true friends who will always be there for you uh during good times and hard times well, it may not even be a handful. It could be two or three. Yeah. 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 Um, also, he talks about to avoid the people that bring you down. Yeah. The people that suck your energy. Mm. You know, the people that are always gossiping behind someone's back. Um, the people that take a lot of your time and they don't give you anything in return. There's no reciprocal what's it called being reciprocal right um you know those that only call you when they need something out of you Mm. you these are the people that you need to avoid because they're sucking the energy out of you yeah yeah it sort of goes back to um you know when when we're talking about earlier like if you're in a relationship that um is I mean, that's part of the definition of what an abusive relationship is like. You know, it sucks the life out of you, sucks the energy out of you. It takes more, way, way more out of you than any anything that it, it gives you, you know. And so for sure, like uh, uh, whether uh, and, and, and yeah, you sometimes we have friends like that, that we don't need need in our life and so sometimes those are you can start there <laughs> like the people who are not that are relatively easy for you to 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 lose so to speak because they don't play a huge important role in your life but they're nonetheless there and sucking all your time and energy maybe just start 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 uh, moving away from them and that's an easy first step you can take towards um, surrounding yourself with more positive people. So I, I wanted to share, I don't know how much time we got left, but I wanted to share this poster. I took a picture of this. Uh-huh. I, I was substitute teaching the other day for first grade class. And I, I don't know how this thing goes exactly, but I remember 
it's like the things that like you learned in kindergarten can help you your whole life or are the things you learned in kindergarten are just the basics that you need in life or something like that and this poster is it talks about a perfect friend and it has snoopy so it says always happy to see you that would be a good friend loves to share a smile with you there's a warm spot a warm spot in their heart for you they stand by your side when things are rough they're full of great advice they're always ready to listen to you they're available to lean on and they're good for holding and helping awesome i love that and and i will i will have it wrap up on this really amazing positive note thank you again neil for being with us and sharing that that with us and uh, and everything that you shared with us for that matter and um yeah thank you too for sharing oh i think we're a great team together we just bounce ideas off each other indeed indeed all right okay so everyone we'll see you next time and in the meantime check out make sure you check out the links that we share with you in the show notes for the resources i mentioned earlier but also how you can connect with neil and how you can connect with me and uh, we'll see you soon take care Thank you.